Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Tuesday the 30th of November. Today, I'm joined by Ines Pinheiro, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Ines. How are you doing today? Hello, Peter. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, So, what story took your eye in today's Watson's Daily? Yeah, so I thought that the story about plant-based meat was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, the, this is a Financial Times article. Uh, yep. It's called Plant-Based Meat Loses Sizzle in U.S. as Sales Fall. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what it, talk, it talks about, uh, it shows that U.S. sales of alternative meat are losing momentum. Yep. And according to the latest findings from U.S. retail data groups called SPINs, yep. um, so it's losing moment. And so for those who doesn't don't know about this, uh, the mm. US is the world's biggest market for new plant-based meats and alternatives. Mm-hmm. And news of this loss of momentum, it confirms, well, weaker, weaker recent results from companies like Beyond Meat and yep. Maple Leaf Foods, which is the Canadian group. Yep. which owns plant-based brand Greenleaf. Yep. Um, so it's interesting because the professionals that are involved in this space, they think that demand was also hit by factors such as consumers eating less at home. Mm-hmm. And so because we are seeing that we're going back to normal, people are tending to, to go with friends, family, to, to, to eat at restaurants and mm-hmm. spend money outside. So this is one of the factors. But also, interestingly, um, supply chain problems made some mm. products unavailable in stores and in addition to that a wave of new products was overwhelming overwhelming consumers uh, consumers essentially so yeah. there are few many different brands in the market yeah and in addition to that reduced opportunities for sampling products mm-hmm. are an issue especially with the variants that we have from you know the COVID Delta variant and now with Omicron we'll see what's going to happen in respect of that but that's an issue in this space for sure Mm. and I thought it was interesting especially because the article uh, it makes emphasis the fact that these companies are reviewing the courses to try to understand the shift in the market Mm -hmm. so when I was reading the story something um very interesting came to my mind because basically I read an article about um, a book called Technical Food. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book is written uh, by a journalist, Larissa Zimbaroff, and she argues something really interesting. She says that meatless meat are tech products, actually, mm-hmm. and they're replicating the texture, flavor, and appearance of real life meat. It removes uh, much of what's healthy about plants. Mm-hmm. I thought that this perspective was interesting. It might be actually one of the issues that are causing this disruption mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting because individuals who favour whole foods look for authenticity in the food that they perceive as pure, healthy and sustainable. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, I thought, well, you can argue that these type of food, you know, the type of food that meat alternatives are trying to replace are not particularly healthier food, like mm. I guess those stews, in terms of fat, if you know what I mean. Um, mm. And well, when we were discussing this article before, I thought you had a really, really interesting view respect to that. Yeah, well, I mean, um, thank you, uh, Ines. Uh, no, I think um, this 
weakness that we've been seeing recently is quite interesting. Um, I think there are a number of things to uh, to kind of make of this. Um, one is that I feel that maybe um, this is getting kind of oversold, this, this idea, and um, people are getting a bit too pessimistic on it. Because I think that, yes, maybe uh, going into the end of the year, um, people are <clears throat> perhaps buying more frozen turkeys and things like that. But then, of course, um, next month we've got – well, not next month, uh, sorry, in January, so it's almost next month. Um, January uh, is, of course, Veganuary, right? And so that is a, a traditional time where um, people who have basically stuffed themselves full of meat over the um, festive period um, feel – get get the meat sweats uh feel guilty and then they try to eat um greg's vegan sausage rolls and uh, other such things um i think that uh so i think one first of all i think that i i believe this could be a short-term thing and there will be a jump up again once we get to january um the second thing is i think it's a very valid point about how highly processed this stuff is um, and that it is definitely a good point to say that, um, that, you know, is eating such highly processed foods actually any healthier um, than, um, than eating, you know, meat, for instance? And I think there is, there is definitely some merit to that. Um, I feel that um, you can have some great, uh, there's loads of great sort of veg recipe, veg um, recipes and things out there. And, uh, you know, and, and actually you can, it, it's, it's, it's really good. I mean, I, there's some places I've been to which are absolutely brilliant. Um, and, you know, they have really good stuff. I think actually what it, all it means is you just need to be a little bit more creative in the way that you think about how you're making something. But anyway, um, so I think that there's, there's, I think that there's, there's, you know, there's, there's that point, um, as well. Um, but ultimately, I feel that we are still relative in the relatively early stages of the development of the entire industry, and I feel that we are in a stage where it is very fragmented. It's become very fragmented. So, you've got players like Beyond Meat, uh, Impossible Foods, um, are in that kind of category. You've got other. You've got other ones as well, but I think ultimately it is quite fragmented. Um, and because the bigger firms like, let's say, Nestle, um, have um, seen the success of vegan um, alt meat or alt protein foods, they're doing it themselves as well. So actually, um, I reckon that it is definitely possible um, that there could be a lot more consolidation within the sector, especially among uh, alt meat specialists, mm -hmm. um, because they are still very small. And I think in order to bring the prices down, because that's one of the problems that they're yeah. talking about in this article, in order to bring the, pro the uh, prices down, you need to have um, economies of scale um, and therefore you need to be bigger. So um, if you assume that, let's say, Nestle and some of the others are already big enough, you can argue that actually, let's say, Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat um, getting together could be, um, you know, could, I would have thought, will actually, could maybe be possible. 
Um, so you could call it uh, Impossible Foods or something. You know, whatever <laughs> I thought that was amazing. I yeah. thought that idea was amazing. Well, yeah. you, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. right. There, we go. <laughs> there we go. That's fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the point about fragmentation and the opportunities in this space are huge. So looking really good for law firms, I suppose, especially in terms of M&A activity. Mm. Um, but inter- interestingly, this article mentions that some are saying that performance of these food categories is still held back by prices being 30 mm. to 40 percent more expensive than real meat alternatives so yeah. there are real opportunities especially because i mean again going back to the real problem here um you mentioned in the article today uh, that you you thought that this was still category that is only going to grow in popularity and well yeah. we we see the huge benefits of these alternatives in terms of environmental impact of livestock mm. animal cruelty and health um mm benefits in in relation to that so yeah i think there there will be a lot of innovation in this space and well we we saw previously the news about redefine the company and Mm. well it's 3d printed vegan steaks so Mm. there is loads going on and i think this is actually quite fascinating yeah i I think it is a fascinating topic everything it's all getting better more people are buying and that means it will get it will continue to get better because you know i remember when i was a kid the only thing that was around was corn um i think that that suffered an image problem uh plus the fact i mean the fact something's called corn you think what the hell's that um and um you know it just wasn't it wasn't sold it wasn't marketed very well and i think it was and the other thing was it was all marketed to uh, vegetarians and vegans whereas yeah. i think that the the main reason behind the success of alt meat is that um it's marketed to everyone so that it, it includes everyone you don't see it and go oh no that's not for me you know the whole idea is they they make sure that it's next to the actual uh, meat burgers uh, and things like that so you yeah. can look at it as an alternative and i think that ultimately and look, i am a meat eater i'm not you know like you <laughs> saw it yeah i but I do feel that I this this kind of thing I don't I wouldn't advocate having this um, every day because of it, you know the highly processed nature of it. Um, however, um, as an alternative, let's say you were thinking I I really do like red meat, but I should cut down. Then, if that's the case, then I think it's fine. Um, you know, as with everything, you don't want to be sort of having every meal with this stuff. Um, but I think ultimately, if, if it's part of a, um, a a broader diet, then I don't see how bad this could be. Um, so so anyway, you know, I, we'll, we'll see. But it's it, like it's, it continues to be a very interesting area. It's going to be continue to be interesting and it's going to keep growing, I think. And, yeah. as, and, and in order to do that, it needs to uh consolidate the industry needs to consolidate yeah hopefully prices you know become more friendly yes exactly great uh so that's that's really interesting so peter tell me what story you find more interesting today yes um so um in terms of today in terms of today yeah i think that um uh i gotta mention twitter's um store twitter's story so jack dorsey founder of twitter um, he stepped down. So he was the CEO of Twitter and of Square. Um, and I think that it was very, um, yeah, so he's yeah, Twitter and Square. Uh, and I think this is 
it's a surprise, but it's not a surprise. So there's been a lot of pressure for him to actually step down because a lot of investors are seeing, A, they're seeing Twitter losing ground versus some of the other platforms. And B, they just think that he's not devoting enough time um, to making Twitter as good as it can be. Uh, you know, there have been rumours of him yeah, sort of leaving early or leaving early to go to yoga class or whatever. Um, you know, there's all there's all these kinds of things as well. Um, so I think it's probably just as well um, that he leaves. I mean, it's very interesting to note um, that Twitter's market cap is about $38 billion versus Square, which is what, he, you know, the payments, um, uh, you know, the payments company that he is also CEO of. That's worth $98 billion. So this is a real issue, right? This is a, you know, this yeah. is a real issue. So um, I think it, it, it does also sound like it makes sense in the sense in that um, he has been talking a lot more recently about cryptocurrency, about Bitcoin. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the, you know, that's the, uh, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Uh, you know, he's been talking about, he's been talking about those. And so it seems that his, he's a bit more interested in that maybe um, than Twitter, but it's interesting. Yeah. You know, this is the second time he's, he's kind of left the company. Yeah, no, definitely. And I thought something uh, interesting here is basically uh, recently uh, we were talking about, well, th there was a story about a Twitter launching live shopping trial with Walmart, basically as a sort of experimenting strategy. And mm. something that we mentioned in our call this morning was essentially that um, they would have to get more creative in terms of the the advertising strategy mm. and what they're going to do going forward, especially mm. because if you compare Twitter with um, Instagram or TikTok, for example, you can see that uh, perhaps not that popular or perhaps not as popular in the same type mm. of demographic. So that's mm. something that I personally think would have to be developed uh, if they, they intend to grow up the company and, and keep kind of the success of the company in the future. Because to be honest with you, I think Twitter, it's, I don't know, I just find it really awkward sometimes uh, mm. that's my personal opinion again but uh i think it, it definitely needs to innovate and maybe these sorts of alternatives and these shifts in the company at management and the way it's organized mm. and the way it targets its demographic perhaps we'll see very interesting things in the future mm. i mean certainly having a full-time ceo on the case <laughs> is not it's not a bad idea i don't um, think so <laughs> yeah i mean i think that um you know, so the, the guy that was the CTO, so the, the chief technology officer, is now becoming the uh, CEO. Um, and I think, you know, that's that's a good thing. But they need to make they need to make the core uh, offering appealing uh, again across more demographics. Um, and they also need to make sure that they can take advantage of um the weakness, the relative weakness of their big rivals, um, because it seems that since Apple changed its privacy um, privacy rules, um, companies, uh, Facebook in particular, has suffered enormously from a downturn in advertising revenues. Mm -hmm. And Twitter hasn't been affected so much because it, the way that it does its advertising is different. So I'd say if it can if it can try to emphasize that and maybe make that better, plus 
do something to to um, make its uh, uh, platform more attractive, um, then it will be going in the right direction. Yeah, I, I do agree with that, especially because I think privacy in data, the way it's used at the moment, I think it's very important. People are placing a lot of importance in that topic and they feel like they, they want to be kind of more aware the way the data has been utilized and mm. what, what these big companies are doing in relation to that so mm. i think they can definitely use this um mm. as a strategy to to perhaps mm. highlight the good things about the company and bring more people to to use their, mm. their app and the social media platform mm-hmm. um but yeah i do think that good things are going to come from this for yes sure. Yes. So we'll see um, you know, whether, <laughs> yes. whether Twitter can uh, keep and, make, and uh, improve momentum from here. And then Jack Dorsey, I mean, on the other side of things, is probably good for Square, you know, especially at yeah. the moment for Jack Dorsey to put all his, you know, put all his energy into that. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. It is good for both companies, I think, ultimately. Ultimately, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I guess we better call it a day there. But um, it's uh, yeah, I mean it's it's been a it's it's been a you know, a good day for news. Um, also, yeah, just to say thank you for any any of you uh, any of you listeners out there who um, came along to yesterday's. Uh, well, I say came along, uh, <laughs> you know, clicked on the link <laughs> for um, for seeing the monthly review. Um, it was good fun. It's always good fun doing that with uh, with Jake Shogger. Um, we've got we've got some other stuff cooking um, over the over the festive period. So you'll be um, you'll be seeing more of that as time goes on. But uh, watch this space for lots of exciting stuff. Plus, we are going to be doing a few different things on the podcast as well. So uh, so anyway, yeah. Anyway, interesting times there we go there we go <laughs> um so thank you very much uh ines for your for your uh time and energy today yeah um which is good um and uh thank you for listeners um for listening and con- uh, continuing to continuing to support uh, this podcast uh so many thanks and we'll be back again tomorrow thank you all right bye, bye.